Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ah, we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. we got a lot of LSU to get into as they beat Central Michigan 49-14 to in a really a strong display of dominance for the LSU Tigers. We will touch on that. We got a lot to get into. Got the notepad ready to go, taking the notes, baby, breaking the game down again today to be able to go over it with you. What are some things that I really liked? What are some things that LSU's got to clean up this week going into SEC play? And if they don't, they will be in trouble. And look, we're going to say this. This is going to be the theme of the season, I believe, is LSU's got to fix things, but it's okay. I think that they're getting better. We'll talk. We'll touch on that uh, as the show uh, goes on. Huge week for uh, LSU this week, starting SEC play, going up against Mississippi State. I'm going to have what I think some people will say as a very hot take but I fully believe that this to be true about Mississippi State. We will touch on that. Uh, is there's a lot, you know, it's the ultimate game for Ed Orgeron and his staff. After what happened last season, we will touch on that. Ed's, quite honestly, not had a whole lot of success against Mississippi State. Uh, getting blown out in 17 last season. Uh, yeah, he's had some victories over them, but they've been very close. So we will touch on that. It's just kind of a – it's not a trap game. I mean, LSU knew, knows what happened last season, so I'm not even going to use the word trap game. But we will talk about that. Saints recap, they got absolutely clapped around. Ever, you know, they had a lot of things that happened yesterday. We'll touch on that. Around the SEC, a new thing that we're going to be doing on Mondays and Thursdays, I, I want to start transitioning more into the SEC, incorporating it into our shows. Um, yes, we'll be LSU-centric. But as we start to expand, and something that we wanted to do, or I wanted to do as the season started, uh, but you know, since Hurricane Ida, we weren't really able to do that, we will start around the SEC on Mondays and Thursdays uh, as well. Some recaps from the weekend as Alabama and Florida played. We'll touch on that uh, as well. And hashtag Rudy Poo of the Week. Uh, at the end of the show, I'll tell you to uh, pr- bring in and put in your hashtag Rudy Poo's of the week but before we get started guys as always please do me a favor if you're on facebook by hitting the like and share it really helps us as we're continuously building uh since hurricane ida uh as we continue to grow and do things so hit the like button share it to your uh, social media pages for me share it to some facebook groups if you're on youtube hit that subscribe button don't forget to hit that notification bell 70 percent of you that watch still are not subscribed that'd be huge if you're going to see it, you get the notifications by hitting that notification bell. We greatly appreciate that. And don't forget to follow us uh, on Periscope Twitter. And don't forget to hit that retweet uh, as well. Uh, Dylan Landry says, let's go. So does Robert Plaisance and says, we are live. Lamar Williams says, big pressure is in the building. Travis says, let's go. Craig Schilling says, and we are live. That we are. Ryan Thibodeau says, and we are live as well. Tiki Tech Taco, where you been, baby? We had not heard from you since Ida. Hope you're doing well. But he says, revenge game this weekend, hashtag crossing routes. 
So last week I said that LSU was going to come. You know, it was the biggest take that I'd had, I believe, in the two years that we've been doing the live shows. Uh, I thought that last, this past week was the, the biggest take that I had uh, because LSU, you know, I, I don't know if anybody else that came out and said that LSU was going to completely turn it around against Central Michigan. Um, but I, I do see some things going on this week and last week that I like a lot. You lose a big piece in Andre Anthony, not from just an on-the-field standpoint, but as a leader as well. Uh, but we'll touch on that. We will continue to touch on that. Uh, let's do this. Let's pay some bills around this thing, and then let's get into some topics. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and BetOnline.ag. Guys, with 63 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino, over at AYS. Since you own by our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, our bets weren't that good that last week. I I might need to nominate my own self for Rudy Poo of the week because my bets weren't that good. But we're still fit 500 on the season. We'll continue to get better. But none of that would be possible without BetOnline. .ag. Guys, you want to look at anything and bet on anything, you can do it there using your mobile device. If you want to know who the or you want to bet on who's going to be the next USC head coach, as interesting enough, PJ Fleck has the highest odds at 6 to 1. Get on over to betonline.ag, use that mobile device, use a 50% welcome bonus and place all of your bets there. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. All righty, let's get this thing rolling. Everybody, there's a lot of you on Facebook and uh, some of you trickling in on YouTube. Please, again, do us a favor by hitting the like and share button. It will greatly help us out. Um, Aaron Felder says, let's go. Yeah, let's do this thing. Ryan Thibodeau says, like and share, bouncing back and forth between Facebook and YouTube. I like it. Um, Roderick Duga says, mark my words, Mississippi State will be the coming out party. Um, so let's let's do this. Let's start on Central Michigan, and we will work our way into Mississippi State. Guys, quite honestly, going back through the game, you know, I, I don't like, you know, I like breaking down the game during the game because your emotion is invested in it. You don't exactly know what's about to happen, but you miss a lot of things when you're breaking down the game during the game. That's why I don't understand when people don't break down the game again, do they really remember what they're talking about? Like, w there's always something that you missed. But, you know, that's kind of a Nicky, uh, a ticky tack, speaking of ticky tack, taco, a ticky tack kind of thing. But I went back and watched this game from this past Saturday. Opening play shot to Kayshawn Boutique. You know, then you get the uh, best first down. Uh, then you get the touchdown from. Uh, Deion Smith, who obviously was the best, the you know the coming out party. Speaking of coming out party, the coming out party for Deion Smith. Stingley misses a tackle. Uh, Stingley then makes a tackle. Then Stingley forces a fumble. The interesting thing about that series and something that LSU did defensively that I I, I did not catch in the beginning. LSU came out showing zone coverage. Actually, it was man to man. And then when they would show man-to-man -man coverage, they would break out into the zone. 
They show different looks defensively, putting the safety at the line of scrimmage to the heavy side and or wide side of the field, using different stunts on the defensive line, using a one-gap scheme and better it was that was able for this lead linebacker core to be able to be better at fitting their run fits uh, during the game. You come back out, Baskerville, tackle oh, a great tackle in space. A broken play got a first down for Central Michigan, but then all of a sudden uh, Pimpleton gets shut down by Eli Ricks. There was a double move, and then the major burns INT on the fake uh, man-to-man coverage, zone coverage, and then uh, major burns was able to get the interception. There were some things that I was very interested in with this defense. I thought that they played well. Now, now, here's going to be the hot take. Here's going to be the – the hottest take that I think that I've ever given on this show. So everybody, tell your mamas, tell your daddies, tell your bald-headed grannies that Blake Rafino is about to get what he believes is his hottest take uh, of his AYS career. All of that is fine and dandy going into Central Michigan. Now, what I don't like is is that people say, myself included, saying that last week was a, a, a upset alert for LSU. They better watch out because they could get upset. And I fully believe that if the team that showed up the last two weeks would have played, I thought LSU would have been on upset alert. Fully agreed with that statement. But this game coming up has a lot of interesting storylines to it. I think the biggest storyline to all of this is – this is Ed Orgeron's biggest game in his LSU career as being the head coach, not not talking about the interim. This is the biggest game of his career. Now, you're going to say, well, Blake, he coached the national title game. He coached an SEC championship game. You know, the Alabama games have been big. But his job is literally on the line. This is the game that everybody is circling right now that can and has and will LSU and Ed Orgeron and company change the tide of what happened a season ago and to what's going to happen now. They still struggled. And here's the thing. Everybody said they struggled in crossing routes. I've been listening to people all day long because people have been sending it to me. Blake, everybody's saying LSU struggling in crossing routes. But I look in here in the in the ninth series. I look in here in the seventh series. I look in here in the fourth series and or fifth series and Central Michigan ran crossing routes all night long and quite honestly – they were stuffed. Micah Baskerville open tackle. Uh, Damian, uh, uh, Damone Clark open tackle. Major Burns open tackle in space on a crossing route in a zone coverage. So, although I don't think that they're perfect at it, I think that they are getting better, and this is a team that is getting better week by week. And Ed Orgeron is going to have to show that they can make adjustments. I hate to say it like that, but if he can't show that he's going to make adjustments – the, the, the seat is going to be more than hot. It's going to be scorching. It's going to be scorching. However, LSU going up tempo, LSU doing the things that they're doing offensively, it's funny how I've been preaching the sentiment of that offense helps your defense uh, throughout the game. Guys, if you go down in a drive and score, it helps your defense exponentially. Now, we'll talk about this going around the SEC a little bit later. I know a lot of people are worried about establishing the run going into the SEC, and I understand that. I completely understand your thought process and what you believe. Blake, this is the SEC. I get it all. I get it all. Believe me. 
But make that argument to Lane Kiffin. Make that argument to Nick Saban and Bill O'Brien. Make that argument to Missouri and Eli Drinkwitz. Make that argument to a lot of great offensive coordinators around the country. Yeah, there are some good ones that establish and run to get the passing game going. But if you've seen Ole Miss and what they're doing to help their running game, they're re- they're running RPOs without a run. They're running RPOs, and quite honestly, they're abandoning the run without even a question. And Matt Corral, who's probably the hottest quarterback uh, uh, in Oxford history outside of uh, maybe Joe Montana, I mean, he's lighting it up right now. Sometimes offenses, especially offenses that run run, want to run tempo, have to use a pass to set up the run. LSU runs, let me look at this, at the, in the fourth quarter. And, yeah, it was with Garrett Nussmeier, uh, Nussmeier. LSU runs two RPOs, okay, two incompletions by Nussmeier. I mean, uh, hopefully that stops um, from him. As You know, I posted the stats of, uh, of Max Johnson today. So, stop with that. Just absolutely stop with that. But then you have uh, three or four RPOs. I gave you. I gave the fourth one, and then all of a sudden, here comes Corey Connor, start busting things wide open. I'm okay. I, 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 I'm. I am willing to wait to see if this running game gets better as the RPO game keep, continues to go. Now, Max Johnson ran. I think it was somewhere between 13 and 16. I can't remember the exact stat on that. Somewhere, but over double digits in the RPO game. 10 of the or, or 12 of those he pulled only two of them he gave so around that I'm just kind of fuzzily remembering that I didn't write that down but he pulled it threw it first down pulled it threw it first down when uh, when Central Michigan is going to put guys in the box and they're going to blitz and they're going to stunt you got to pull that ball hit the quick route and let's get ready to go that will soften up the defense and that will that will allow things to happen so Looking into this game, now we'll break down Mississippi State a lot this week. This is the biggest game in Ed Orgeron's career. I, I get the national championship, but you can't win and play for SEC, or SEC championships and national championships if you're on the unemployment line. If you're on, on the unemployment line, you can't win Rudy Pooh. You can't win anything. So, in my opinion, this is the biggest game in his career, and I think it by, it's by a long shot, by a long shot. It is. All right, let's get to a couple of these comments. One thing, though, that really that kind of worries me is uh, this line is going down a little bit. And, you know, I'm not going to snub Vegas like I did for UCLA. I think I was a little too homerish, and I will grow in that, but I thought that they were idiots. Shows me that they weren't. Shows me that they weren't. And with all of that being said, that line continued to go down. Guys, at the – at kickoff, this could be a pick'em game. I got LSU minus three and a half. I turned right around, put my money where my mouth was Sunday morning. Uh, I don't look, guys. I don't bet the four, five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars on games. I put forty dollars down to win forty. Sharp, uh, a sharp bet. Let's see what happens. I think LSU has the talent, but we'll see. Let's get to a couple of these comments, though. Um, golly, they're firing in. This is on me. I can't wait till we're back in our normal setup. It helps me out so much more when we're in our normal uh, setup. Uh, but Andrew says Connor should be the starting running back. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Now, Ed Orgeron did say that Ty Davis Price is going to still be the starting running back, but his leash is getting very short. 
Um, it it's not going to be long before they start rotating him, uh, Connor, in there. And look, Amari Goodwin's going to be a guy that you need. You're going to need for SEC play. You're going to need him for SEC play. Hopefully, they can get him back. And I hate the I hate the news for Andre Anthony too. Uh, I hate the news for Andre Anthony. I hate the fact that he's out, guys. He was the main. I, I'll say it now since uh, the week has passed. He was the vocal leader all week. The guy that I was talking about all last week, he was that guy. I don't like that your senior captain's down. I don't like that your senior captain's out. I do not like it at all. You know I'm not going to BS you, but I don't like that for like that at all. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Abair says, tw- LSU 28, Mississippi State 14. We'll see. I think it's going to be a little higher scoring than that. Uh, and Jason says, Coach O cannot afford – uh, to lose this one. No, he can't. And that's why I'm saying if he does lose this one, and especially if it looks a lot like it did last season. Guys, I'm going to – there's there's a twofold to this. And I think that two things are going to happen. I think LSU has found, their, has found out, hey, man, we got to get this shit moving. Like, we can't blame COVID. There are no more opt-outs. You know, we got to get rolling. You know, I thought Cole Kublick on the uh, on the call the other night said that Derek Stingley's feeling the pressure because people feel like he's checked out. Well, he played – you know, I called him out. A lot of people have called him out. He showed up and, and looked good. That's what a top five pick does. I don't like that your senior captain's out, though. I don't like it at all. Uh, but in reference to Orgeron, look, man, I mean, you you, you call you got to call it what it is. He loses this game. He's in big-time trouble. I don't think the LSU will. So to to get to my sentiment or get get to my take on this one, I think LSU is going to find their way to be nine and three. They lose two games inside the SEC, uh, go six and two, or they're going to really struggle and you could be a seven and five, eight and fourteen. I I still think that they have the talent and they have the capability of being a nine and three team. And if Orgeron's nine and three, he's not getting fired, guys. I'm sorry to tell you that. I I, I can't see. Uh, what we're making a move, but look, I I don't know that. Ryan Thibodeau says uh, if they get can get pressure with four and five on defense, and the secondary holds their own, then LSU should be okay. I don't think that you really can. Quite honestly, the book is out in the air raid. Sending five guys doesn't win. Sending five guys doesn't. You know, if you remember a season ago, I'll give LSU as an example from uh, last season, the first series on defense. Jacoby, Math- uh, Jacoby Matthews, Jacoby uh, Stevens had the sack. You probably, guys, you probably all remember that. In the first series, uh, they sent the they sent the pressure. The very next series, what did uh, Mike Leach do? He started sending crossing routes, quick hitches, quick slants, crossing route, crossing route, crossing route. You're going to have to get home with four, and sometimes you're going to have to get home with three. Now, I don't know if you guys observed, but B.J. Ojolari had times where he was staying up on the end, and it was something that we haven't seen. Uh, I wonder if, and, and, and it's funny that Ed said this uh, today in his press conference. He goes, yeah, we, we sent up B.J. Ojolari. He rushes every single time. Kind of felt like he was setting up Mississippi State for B.J. Ojolari to go out in coverage. And, look, you got to play zone. The book is out on the air raid. The book is literally out from Mike Leach on how to stop the air raid. <laughs> so, at what point do you not read the man's book and what he says on how to stop the air raid? He said, look, you can't run zone on the air raider. You're going to get beat. And that's why we sometimes, when teams are running heavy zone, we try to establish a run if we can. 
you got to get home before. And sometimes you're going to have to uh, wreak havoc with three guys. And I, don't, I know LSU doesn't want to do that, but the book is out. Uh, Shantavius McKinney, what's up, Shantavius, says, so is the kid Ryan, number 15, going to ever see the field? He's still nicked up, man. I don't think that they're – you know, he's not on special teams. I didn't even see him. And, you know, I know that the situation with the Falk family, which is so god-dog unfortunate, I don't know if he – I did not personally see him at the game Saturday. Now, you know, put two and two together, and, and God bless the Falk family. Uh, Jared uh, Roach says, uh, sad to hear about the injuries. Yeah, no. Lamar Williams says, if that's the case, you need a, uh, need a name, and since it's an evening show, should be called AYS Late uh, Last Take. What you talking about? Lamar, hit me up on the DMs. What you talking about? We'll talk about that. Uh, Ryan Guidry says, uh, a, a little late, but go Tigers. Yes, sir. Uh, Travis also asked, any word about Sage Ryan? No, not that I've heard. I mean, still nursing a hamstring. Um, look, you're going to need him back. And, and, look, the biggest news defensively, if you – outside, you know, of let's talk about some good news. Obviously, the biggest news is I have said that I'm the president and CEO of the J. Ward Fan Club. He will be back this week. Ed Orgeron advised – I know some people got mad at that – but Ed Orgeron advised he would be back this week. Guys, UCLA was stagnant when he was on the field lining guys up. Um, he did look good on the sidelines. Um, there was some thought. I heard late – this is what I heard late last week. Um, late last week I was told – I know on the podcast you can't hear see what I'm doing, but I was told if it were a bigger game last week he could have gone. So I'll leave that there. Um, but having a guy, your center fielder, your shortstop, your your quarterback on defense back is a big deal. It's a big deal. And a game that you need somebody to line cats up. Uh, Nookie says, after five starts, it's clear. Max is better than Burrow. He's I, Nookie's trolling here. Um, that's funny. But look, Max's stats, let's look at this very quickly. And why I said my patience was growing thin on Max, I didn't say that Nussmeyer was the guy. If you remember, I said, you, you guys, I, we got to see more from Garrett Nussmeyer before we anoint him as Jesus Christ. I mean, there were pe- there's still people on, on Twitter and my DMs and on Facebook, Blake, Garrett Nussmeyer is better than Max Johnson. He might one day be, but right now, guys, I mean, hell, he's 4-14 in passing. They st- don't say he's with the second and third team guys. He wasn't. He had the same wide receivers. He had, quite honestly, you're starting running back in there, and he had the entire offensive line. Stop with that. The kid's indecisive. If you go right now, he is indecisive. Go back to the spring game. The kid right now is indecisive. I don't want to hear that, Rudy Pooh. I don't want to hear it. Stop with that. But if you look at Max Johnson, 239 yards, 435, 330. 161, which is his lowest uh, uh, yards total against McNeese, 372, 17 touchdowns, three interceptions, uh, uh, 1,537 yards passing, 307 yards per game on average, uh, averaging around 23 yards on the ground um, and around 61% uh, completion percentage. 
guys, if he continues to get that completion percentage up, I mean, man, look, he scored 19 touchdowns in five games. 19 touchdowns in five games, guys. Oof. As your starter. I mean, good, good googly moogly, man. Come on now. Come on now. The kid can, the kid can play. Uh, Roderick says, Blake, my bets were good, bro. Look, man, you're going to have to have to help a brother out. I was Rudy Poo last week. Um, I did not think that the Service Academy of Army would run it up on UConn the way that they did. My risky bet of the week was Michigan State picking Michigan State over Miami. I was really iffy on that one. I thought Miami would show up a little bit and have more athletes in Michigan State. I'm glad I picked that one. That was, I think, my only win of the week, maybe. Or did I win another one? I think maybe Stanford. Um, Regardless, golly, man, I was bad last week. Uh, Brandon says, got to see some Mike Jones. Who, Mike Jones? Uh, This weekend. Man, I, I don't know what they're talking about with him playing defense against the run. I, I legitimately have no idea. I, I don't under I don't see what they're seeing. <laughs> Quite honestly, neither does Pro Football Focus. Neither does Ty McShay and all those dudes. I, I I have no idea what they're seeing on film, unless he's just blowing assignments that I don't that I have not seen. Guys, he he's havoc in the run when he went out there in the third late in the third quarter. He blew a guard up, and like rewatching it today, he—I mean—they were running a zone concept up to Mike Jones. He obliterated the guard, created a pile, and then somebody else came in to, for the tackle. But that's what you need. I mean, for crying out loud! Like, what? What in the Rudy Poo hell are you guys saying? I don't know, man. I don't know. I like this comment from Brandon. He says, "Dion Jets." I mean, Justin Jefferson, 2.0 Smith. Guys, tell me that that kid did not remind. Look, credit to Ed Orgeron on this one. Credit to Ed. In recruiting Ed Orgeron when Deion Smith signed, told you that Deion Smith, almost identical, height, weight, the way that he moves, reminds him of Justin Jefferson. Guys, he wasn't lying. You know, we've been on Ed's ass and rightfully so. I'm not saying that. Rightfully so, we've been on Ed's ass. Truth is, man, he wasn't lying. I mean, they they move so much alike. <sighs> Kayshawn Booty, Trey Palmer. Um, st- first off, let's stop right here. I got to say something. I got to say something. Y'all stop. P- there's some people in the media that are are – you know, it's one thing if your take is that you don't want to see Trey Palmer. I'm all right with it. I'm all right. Stop with the kid hasn't done anything all season BS. Stop with that. Guys, if you want to be truthful, he was the reason why you were gaining yards in the first half on UCLA. If you want to call a spade a spade, you better bring your happy rear end. We're trying to stop cursing on the show. I've been getting popped on YouTube with it. Somebody, some Rudy Poop podcast reported me for cursing. Um, but bring your Rudy Poop rear end back and watching that first half of UCLA. So, just wanted to throw that out there about Trey Palmer. Anyway, 
Kayshawn Booty, who's going to be in the slot. Trey Palmer, um, here's your starting four. Jag Best, Deion Smith, that's your starting four. Don't give me anything else. Shout out to Carter Bryant, who was on the show Thursday, says and said, now blank, blank, blank. You gotta keep Jack Bash on the field. Love Carter Bryant, the uh, uh, the power, the truth, to death, and he's right. He's right. He wasn't wrong. He was a one one hundred percent right on that. Got to give it to him. Um, let's see here. David, what's going on, David? Says, blown coverage are really getting on my nerves. Don't understand that. Don't blow the coverages, and they will be fine. Beat everybody up front. Um, yeah, I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand. Now, you know, we need to understand this, too. And I do think, you know, as T-Bob Bear will say, Two truths can be two things can be true at the same time. Major Burns is in his fourth start, meaning going into this week, Major Burns is starting safety. This will be his fourth start, guys. He's a freshman. He's a freshman. The guy that was blowing those coverages a season ago was a fifth or a fourth year guy in Jacoby Stevens who had no business playing safety. Where I understand, where I do understand the. Comparison of the blown coverages, you're going to have more than likely have Jay Ward back there, and I don't think that Jay's going to blow those coverages. I think that he's going to know what to do, and you can play Major Burns in that strong safety kind of hybrid type of role where he kind of plays the best right now. I mean, the interception was an intermediate throw, a medium throw, that he, he jumps a route and he picks the ball off. Now, the blown coverage, he was in the middle of the field. He should have been on the opposite side. It was a quarters defense. If you don't know what quarters defense, it's really these four guys going straight back and playing coverage. Um, He got burned. And so it was more of a missed assignment than they got burned. But I understand what Dave is saying here is a blown coverage. It is a blown coverage. A missed assignment gets you beat, man, especially against good offenses. Uh, but I did think that all-around defensive performance, they play good. Guys, I'm okay with giving up. Here, here's the thing. I'm okay with only allowing seven points. Now, the the, the score at the end, I'm just kind of like, I felt like LSU. And, and look, great teams put their, put their cleat on somebody's neck and doesn't let up. But this isn't a great team. Not right now, they're not. So, I'm okay with that. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not okay with it. You know, I wish they would have shut them, you know, when only kept them to seven points. But I'm not, like, overreacting. And I still like that they only gave up 14 points. Uh, everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. We are at the Drake Williams Law Firm. I forgot that. No, I didn't. I was about to say, no, I didn't. We are live at the own location at the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. It's a DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com, 985-386-386. 7600 or com. real estate succession titles family law whatever you need guys i'm in here look at all these studious books in here i mean they know and i know ernie and ryan they're gonna win you the case so get over that you need to call them today at 985-386-7600 or come see them at 154 west pine street ponchatoula 
Louisiana. And I'm very proud to announce our newest sponsor, Play Action, at playactionpools.com. Guys, I'm very excited and very thrilled to be partnering up with Play Action Pools. Our our podcast is is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring interactive and fun to the sport that we all love. Here's how it works. Go sign up for a contest using Belief Football Pick'em at playpools.com, and you'll get your picks in each and every week. When, you're, when you select it, you get the 10 uh, highest profiles of the games of the week in the NFL or college football. Whoever gets the most picks each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses or some shoes. Again, that's playactionpools.com, playactionpools.com. Really excited for them, man. Uh, Matt Gidry says, hashtag ask Blake, overall so far, does the defensive unit um, as a whole, how does the defensive unit as a whole rank? It's showing major improvement week to week. Guys, this team's going to get better each and every week. And as Travis says, how about Mason Smith moving to defensive end this week? I don't like Mason Smith moving to defensive end, and I'll tell you why. Why are you moving your best interior defensive lineman to the outside? I, I, I don't really like that. Again, you're going to have to play some young guys if you don't, but, I mean, you do have some meat in the inside. Now, I do think that they'll move him inside when it's a passing situation. But you got B.J. Ojolari, Ali Gay comes back. You know, if you want to rotate some guys in and out, B.J. Ojolari is going to have to step it the hell up in the running game. That's the bottom line. Or are you going to be playing some young bucks? Savion Jones, Bryce Langston, which we've heard a lot about Bryce Langston. Don't know what's going on there. But you will have some young bucks. They'll have to step up. Um, but I, do th- I, I don't I do like it as a permanent solution playing Mason Smith on the outside. I don't like it. He's your best interior defensive tackle, and it's not even close right now. Leading uh, all interior linemen in the SEC in sacks, why moving? I mean, it's a further away from the quarterback. I thought he did better in the run. I think as a defensive unit, they've gotten better since UCLA. I do think that the reason for that being, though, is that LSU scored more points. They've been more effective on offense. The check with me has gone away. Max Johnson clearly likes, clearly has shown that he likes up-tempo. And you're going to need that in the SEC. And we're going to go around the SEC uh, in just a minute. We're going to get a couple of comments. Um, you know, and even we could even do it now, but – Guys, when you go and play teams like Florida, you know, Florida's going to want to run the football. I think that you can keep – Florida wants to be one-dimensional. Emory Jones is not a good passer, but what happens if Anthony Robinson comes into the game, the Florida's backup quarterback? If that kid – let me tell you something. If Anthony Robinson plays against Alabama, Alabama has a loss this week. Alabama has a loss this week. Uh, Arkansas has a big test this week against A&M. I don't like A&M in that game at all, man. And I'm going to give you my picks, not against the spread uh, on Thursday. But I'm going to tell you, I'm not leaning Texas A&M. However, LSU's got to focus on Mississippi State this week. Um, you know, don't read too much in it. Well, Ole Miss lost to, you know, um, Ole Miss lost to Mi- – Ole Miss. Mississippi State lost to Memphis. Uh, and play was played close by Louisiana Tech. You got to do what you do. And if I'm Orgeron, I am beating over the head. I am beating over the head. Uh, revenge. 
and they they humiliated you last year. Why do I sound like Batman from the Dark? Where's the trigger? <laughs> sound like Batman from the Christian Bale. Um, but you know, even looking around the SEC, I just thought that Florida. You know, here here's something too, and I think that this is this can translate for LSU, and it is going to translate for LSU this week. If you think that those cowbells ain't going to be ringing their asses off this weekend, you a damn fool. I think Alabama, with a young team, got shook because that that stadium was loud. Guys, we got fans in the stands. And to everybody that will listen to this podcast, everybody that's watching us live now, and everybody watching on the replay on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. Guys, fans in the stands this year will be a big deal. It will be a big deal. You know, I felt like when LSU in the fumble and scoop and score – they fed off that energy, coming back on defense, getting a three and out, then turning right around, scoring, going up 21 and nothing. It's, guys, it's a big deal when you got fans in the stands. Now, you got Auburn next week, and I don't want to look too far into Auburn, who I thought played decent against, a, I'd say, maybe a, maybe above-average Penn State team. But that place has got to be rocking. All the fans need to get out there and go and be ready and ready to rock on Saturday night against Auburn. Because if you want this team, you know, the funniest thing to me, too, is people are like, it, fire oars run. Let's not have success. Like, who in the hell are you to say for LSU not to have success? I get some people want oars run gone. I, I understand it. I understand it. But, man, I am never – and I mean ever going to root against LSU. Ever. And, and, unless Benjamin Michael Rafino, who is my son, plays collegiate sports somewhere and is going up against LSU, I will never cheer against LSU. And the truth is, I love my son with all of my heart. I ain't going to be pulling against LSU. I'm going to be cheering for Ben Rafino. Andrew Brisher says uh, Central Michigan wide receivers aren't Mississippi State wide receivers. I don't know, man. That Pimpleton kid can play now, but they do have athletes. Um, but do you not, you know, I, I think it's going to be a challenge. I do think that, you know, it, it, what was the Will Rogers kid from Mississippi State threw the ball, what, close to 60 times, 57, 60 times, something like that. And you're not going to throw the ball that much and not challenge Derek Stingley. You're not going to throw the ball that much and not challenge Elias Ricks. Now, Elias Ricks got being on one play, kind of slipped out of the break. I'm all right with that. I mean, just keep your feet. Um, and it's going to challenge his safeties and linebackers. One thing that Mike Leach does very well is he attacks your linebackers. It's going to be a big test for the linebackers this week. Um, let's get to a couple more. Terry, Terry says on Facebook Live, understand the hot seat. But what does LSU have to win to get him off of it? Huh, that's a that's a question that I think that nobody's talking about. So we'll we'll mention that here. Um, he's got to beat Mississippi State. He's got to beat Auburn. I think to get him off of it, he's got to beat Florida. Um, thinking, thinking. If he were to lose against Mississippi State, Auburn, or Florida, but beat Alabama, that clearly will get him off. 
and he needs he's gonna have to beat Ole Miss. Um, he just he can't, you know, he's gonna have to win six of the next eight. Quite honestly, he's gonna have to win six of the next eight, and more of those being in the SEC. I mean, because I think that they'll beat ULM. I don't, you know, let's just. I'm not even going to go there. He's going to have to win six of the next eight. He's going to have to go nine and three. Eight and four, Orgeron's gone. Let's call it what it is, man. I'm tired of kind of sugarcoating it. So, nine and three. Get it, He gets to nine and three, he'll, he'll be fine. He goes anything below that, he's in deep, he's in deep trouble. Craig Schilling says, use jet sweeps, RPO, and swing pass as the running game. I think Craig's right, and I think that something that was interesting that we talked about Saturday night on the postgame show that all of you need to invite all of your friends this Saturday after the Mississippi State game to come and watch uh, is the AYS postgame show. That The quick passes to Kayshawn Booty on the outside. Guys, if you remember the wide receiver, you know, let's act like this is the hashes. I mean, they were three and four or five yards outside of the hash. I mean, damn near to to the sideline. They motioned Kayshawn Bouti. Uh, one time they didn't. They got it out to him. He got six, seven yards. Guys, that's a successful play. That's a highly successful play on first and second down. It's much easier to be second and third, third and two, third and three, and getting the first down. Now, I'm going to say this, and I've been pre- – let me, let me say this too. I've been talking about the running game. I've been yelling this from the bleachers, screaming this, and have been obliterated by media, by fans. It's all right, and I understand it. I've said this, and I'm going to stick to it. Everybody's saying that Corey Kiner, that Corey Kiner is needs to be RB1. Guys, at some point, you got to have running backs that can make guys miss in space. You have to have guys that will stiff somebody in the dirt and and, and and legitimately enforce their will on somebody. Because I can show you picture after picture after video after video, and nobody wants to hear it. Not sticking up for the offensive line. But when I can post a picture of the offensive line having four guys pushing them off the ball, three and four yards off the ball against Central Michigan, and Central Michigan sends an extra guy that LSU can't block because they don't have the numbers. You gotta run that guy over, make him or make him miss with a spin move like Corey Connor did. Numbers are numbers. In the running game, you always taught to get a hat on a hat. Well, when you have an extra hat that you can't get to because the numbers don't prevail that way, you have to find a way as a running back to run that cat over or get out in space, make a move, get as many yards as you can or do something where you can get upfield and get the score. Bottom line, bottom line, that's not a you – can, you can trash the O-line all you want. You can say they're bad. Okay, and in some parts, I'm going to agree with you. But when I can watch a video of them enforcing their will, Ty Davis Price has got to make a man miss in space. He's got – somebody's got to get in that kid's ear and say, run somebody flat over. I'm not joking. He's got all the God, God-given ability in the world. Run somebody freaking over. Put your head down, lower your pads, and truck stick a fool. 
I called out Stingley. I called out Stingley last week. Let's see if Ty Davis Price we can call him out and it happens. I'm not joking. Because when you have a freshman that can do that, you can too. You can too. I'm not gonna. Pl- I'm not gonna play that game with anybody. Mari Goodwin's coming too. All right. So this is what we want to do. Fire in your Rudy Poos of the week. Um, look to stay around the SEC, guys. I'm gonna tell you this right now, uh, and I'll continue to incorporate some LSU stuff. Um, I was gonna save this for Thursday, but guys, I'm gonna tell you. In my personal opinion, if I'm looking at if LSU runs the table, okay, and is six and two in the SEC, they win this week. They beat Florida. They beat Auburn. Guys, I don't see LSU beating Ole Miss. Like, I can easily see a let me back up. I can easily see a scenario where Ole Miss wins the SEC West. I can see that scenario. People talk about their defense. I understand it. I think that their defense is getting better. But if Orgeron beats one of those teams and it's had a lot of success against Ole Miss's old team, I think that those are really good quality wins. I don't buy the stock in A&M. Eventually, they're going to get their asses beat. They might get their ass beat this week. That defense is pretty good. They can't score worth a lick. We'll see as it continues, but I don't trust them. I don't trust them at all. Another team, you know, look, here's another thing. I don't. Arkansas is another one. You're going to have to be Arkansas late in the year. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't have the schedule in front of me, you got Arkansas right after Alabama. <laughs> and that is not a team that you want to get in a fiscal uh, 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 fisticuffs with after playing Alabama. Now, Alabama is susceptible this year to getting beat. They got their asses handed to them against Florida. I don't care what anybody says. They got pushed around up front. That team is not as successful as it could easily fall. They should have fallen this past week. I think that's got a little, little to do with coaching, but that's my opinion. Uh, let's see. Craig Schilling says, hashtag Rudy Pooh of the week. Paul Allen's emphatic missed call of the Vikings missed field goal to not win the game. I like that one. And, but here's going to be mine. Here's going to be mine, and I agree with Pooh Bear here. Uh, on Facebook, he says, Rudy Poo of the week is the SEC refs. Guys, I can't emphasize enough. You know, even – so, not defending Mississippi State, because I preach this all the time, and everybody that's been watching this knows that I preach this. You can't have yourself in a situation where one call blows it for you. We've seen it with the New Orleans Saints. We saw it last week with Mississippi State. We've seen it with Les Miles. You can't put yourself in a situation where one call loses you the game. That was one of the worst calls I'd ever seen. You know when the SEC starts making statements that somebody missed a call. Another thing, do you remember the Deion Smith uh, catch on the sidelines when they reversed it and called it a catch? Y'all remember that? They never advanced the football. Not, didn't So, LSU actually, the 90-something-yard drive, they actually went over 100. Shout-out to T-Bob Bear for actually calling somebody out on that. But, I, I mean, I remember tweeting it during the game. I'm screaming for the bleachers. Well, so was it not a catch? I mean, because you never moved the football. I don't know what the SEC can do or the NFL can do 
the NFL, I think, has gotten better in some of the things that they do because they've hired full-time, some full-time guys. But these guys go back after the SEC, after their games during the weekend, they come to law firms. That you know, Ed Hockley was a, a lawyer for a long time. His son was a lawyer too, and is in the NFL, a referee in the NFL. They go to their PE classes. They go to their history classes. At some point, you make billions of dollars a year. Hire these guys as full-time referees. Hire them as full-time referees because there's nothing like, you know, I mean, what do you got to pay these goons? What do you got to pay them? I mean, $200,000 a year is $200,000 a year. You have 100 of them. Don't act like you ain't got the money. You freaking Rudy Poos. Don't act, SEC, don't act like you ain't got the money. Now, what they're saying is, well, all the conferences might not have that kind of money. It ain't my problem. Did I do that? It ain't my fault. The SEC refs are so horrendous. Uh, F- Fig Fever on YouTube says, I sound more like Yoda. Okay, I'll dig that. Uh, Kenny Russell says, state is beatable. LSU has to come to play. I don't I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave that one alone. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Um Josh Miley on Facebook says Rudy Poo of the week to Florida coach two point conversion play. I you know, I I understand that. You can't run a zone read on your two point conversion play. You gotta have something that will be able to score. However, however, if you remember, Florida went for it on fourth and two earlier in the game. And they did do a zone read that got them the touchdown. Dan called the same exact play from the same exact formation, and it felt like Emory never made a decision. But you can't run that. And also, Rudy Poo of the week to Mike Bobo from Auburn from running the uh, fade route on fourth and two. Some really bad calls this week. Auburn should had had the ability. Guys, Auburn's a beatable is, is a winnable game. Mississippi State, Auburn uh, is a winnable game. I the jury's still out on Arkansas and Texas A&M. Guys, you can win the SEC games. Stop letting these Rudy Poos tell you the LSU can't win because the God's honest truth is, is that that team, and I said this Saturday night, that team has just enough talent as anybody in the SEC. Do they have the coaching? I don't know that. But God dog it, they got the talent. I'm just going to leave it here. I'm not going to go off my 10-2. Ten, ten I'm going to go off my 10-2. <laughs> I'm going to go off my 10-2 record. That could still be nine and three, man. But they got to come to play, and they got to stop with the bullshit on these blown coverages. See, I cursed. People are gonna report me. Uh, Henry Pooh says hashtag Ask Blake has anyone thrown against our quarterback corners really? Yeah, I mean, look, Stingley gave up a touchdown pass in in, in week one. So yeah, I mean, um, they threw at Elias Ricks. They got intercepted. They've thrown, you know. A lot of it's been picking on our, our, you know, our really our linebackers. But what happened? Look, you're going to have the ultimate test this week. <laughs> Brandon says Rudy Poo of the week to Connor Culp. Yeah, poor guy, man. Poor guy. Chris Barnhill says hashtag Rudy Poo of the week. Florida's Kuma kicker missing the PAT. Yeah, you can't miss PATs, man. Lamar says his Rudy Poo of the Week, all the fake Bama fans from Baton Rouge. I like that one. That will always be a Rudy Poo of the Week. Always. Uh, Andrew Brister says Rudy Poo of the Week to the amounts of absent 
on the roster players for the Saints in week two. Yeah, and coaches, but, that, you know, that's not really on them. I mean, that kind of stinks. A lot of people are saying the SEC refs like Ryan as well. I agree with that one. Uh, Brandon says, I want to see Ole Miss play a legit defense, but they do look good. They're about to get tested, man. They're about to start getting tested. I th- what is the – in the Alabama game in two weeks? Alabama games in two weeks? Um, look, if, if I had an SEC tier right now, and I, I'm being dead-ass honest, I, th- I, I legitimately believe, in my opinion, that the SEC West goes like this. It's Alabama, Ole Miss at two, and I think the rest of everybody's got to fight it out. I think Mississippi State probably on my list would be at the bottom right now, but we're about to let that play out. I think the rest of those five teams, four or five teams in the SEC, are about to heavyweight fight it out right now. With all that being said, the biggest takeaway for me that I want you guys to understand right now as it sits today, if I had to put out a top-tier list, it would go Bama and Ole Miss. That's not to say that LSU can't come up in there. I'm not saying that. It's not saying A&M can't come up in there. But Ole Miss scares, as I, I preach this all offseason, Ole Miss scares the bejesus out of me. If you're not on that train, I don't know what to tell you. Florida's prob- Look, there's going to be a showdown in the cocktail party, and Florida can win the SEC East. That could, there could be a rematch of the SEC East. I, however, do believe that Georgia's the best team in the country right now, and they have the best defense in the country. Is Kirby gonna Kirby? He might. He didn't. He didn't against Clemson, but we'll see. That would be my my tier list uh, right now. And a lot of people aren't gonna like me saying it, but I'm just gonna call it like it is. All right, let's get to a couple more. I gotta give a shout out to Gino Vega. Gino's always sending us some stars via Facebook. Guys, I can't tell you how much it, I really appreciate when y'all send us stars and super chats on Facebook and YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, I've been thinking about, you know, people have been getting on me about, you know, stay free, don't do a pay site. So we're not going to do a paywall, but I'm thinking about opening up a new, an extra show on a day that you have to, you know, we might, just because guys, we're growing. I mean, you know, we might, we might do something with some stars and that. But I appreciate all that to say, I appreciate Gino for uh, doing that. Roderick says his Rudy Pooh of the week is Mullen not playing Richardson. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. If they play Anthony Richardson, it, it's over. It's over. Yeah, Brandon's got one too. He says Rudy Pooh, the fourth down calls from Auburn. I agree with that one. Look, Anthony Richardson's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem. So I, I, I'm not. I, I'm not. Um, I'm not sold on Emory Jones. I thought he played great. I thought he not great. I thought he played good. But what happens if Florida had a competent quarterback? Man, that's a different ball game. I'm telling you, man, Alabama's a beatable team. And Saban's so happy because he gets to hound on 18- to 21-year-olds like the, you know, missing hair, short, oompa-loompa ass he looks like. But he's he's the GOAT, man. You can't debate that. But I'm still mad at him. Uh, Andrew says, fake Bama fans in Louisiana, period. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. You don't. You don't grow up. You don't grow up an Alabama fan in Louisiana. Stefan says, Father Bear fixing to jump in your butt with all that cussing. I only curse once. Y'all chill out. Yeah, I saw that. I'm not. Cody McGee says, Rudy Poo of the Week to the Kansas City Chiefs losing. Losing. 
losing to Baltimore. Man, my guy Clyde, man. I hate that for Clyde. I really, really hate that for Clyde. Stinks. Uh, DJ says, I like this offense. I hope Coach works out the issues so he can stay here. He might, man. He might. Pooh Bear says, bet the over in Ole Miss versus Bama. Man, that over might be 70. <laughs> that over might be 70. Guys, it's going to be – look, if Ole Miss can get a couple of stops, I'm telling you, man, I, they scare the bejesus out of me. Uh, Diedrich says, you're spot on with 8-4 and four versus 9-3 and three with Coach O. Yeah, the one, the one win and loss – is what's going to separate Orsron from being fired and staying an extra season. It, guys, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right, two more. Uh, Taylor Bell says, Jamar Chase, shut the haters up week one. There's a reason you can't read into preseason games too much. Yeah, and I, all those Rudy Poos, you know, those guys can be Rudy Poos of the week. And I was getting blistered on here from, you know, other fans saying, oh, he can't create separation. Guy's got two touchdowns in two weeks. And what happens when he he gets his quarterback back? God. So dumb. So dumb, man. All right, we're going to get out of here. We've been at it for an hour. Let's go watch some Monday Night Football. Uh, We will be back tomorrow, unless something changes. Still waiting on Spectrum. Talks about Rudy Poos of the week. Still waiting on Spectrum to connect my internet and cable so I can actually do something from the studio, like the Rudy Poos that they are. I I literally saw four guys that work from Spectrum um, sit at a racetrack because I was at a PJ's because I needed to get internet for an over an hour. Wasn't lunchtime either. Get off your rear ends. All right, guys, we'll see y'all soon. We'll see you tomorrow. We might be guessing up this week, uh, but we'll continue to go uh, down the road with LSU and continue to stay around the SEC. But until then, we'll see y'all soon. Have a good night. (laughs) Y'all hear that train? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.